0: Romans chapter 10, I had the wonderful privilege of being invited to speak at Pastor Nancy's camp meeting this year, and that's a first for me. Remember, Dr. Seville said, a year of many firsts. Such an honor. And um, it was funny, Uh, Reverend Joel Siegel, after we were sitting at lunch in the back room together, and he said, whew, he and Mamie both said, Pastor, we wondered about you when you first got up there. I said, why? So said, we looked at that stack of notes that you took to the pulpit with you. We thought, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> so I was just thinking about that when I brought my... I'm not preaching all this to you today. Amen. But I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Hallelujah. Praise God. Bless you. Well, Father, we humble ourselves before your word. And... Uh, Brother Deacon Philip, he was on it today, he's preaching one of my texts. Glory to God about that we should receive the Word of God as it is, not the Word of man, but as it is in truth, the Word of God. So Father, we approach Your Word with reverence, with hunger, and with a proper attitude. We'll not be dismissive or casual in our approach to the Word. Your Word is our life. This written Word is You speaking to us personally. And I pray, Father, but in their hearing that, God, You would cause the Word to come alive in their hearts and minds. That You would find every mind alert and every heart open to receive this engrafted Word, which is able to save their mind, will, and emotions. Renew their mind and birth faith in their heart that will carry them forward into all that You have provided for them. Lord, help me as the pastor. That's a gift as... Again, Philip said, it came from you, I didn't ask for it, but I'm looking and expecting it to operate at a high level. Not for my glory, but for the people's help today. And we receive it in advance. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So we're continuing today at the Lord's direction to talk about living by faith. Learning how to live by faith. Now, I understand that reality is, and I'm glad about it, that we're so blessed just living in the country we do uh, to have, you know, you know, at least jobs available enough that we'll put a roof over our head, maybe, and we have gas in our tank. And I, I don't, I don't, the poorest person I know has a cell phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? The poorest person I know has a cell phone. And, and we're blessed in America. And, and maybe day to day, you don't have to live by faith. But I'm telling you, you should. Because the word instructs us to live by faith. Yeah. How do we live naturally blessed, but not look to and rely on it? Well, you can have great possession and not trust any of it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. One way to keep keep check, you know, because I write about this in my book in the chapter, on, you know, on prosperity and on the chapter total dependency. People have created a false choice about prosperity. They they have thought religion has taught them that if if I'm going to have rich really dependent trust in Jesus, then therefore I cannot have material blessing in things. I can't do that. That's a false choice. How many of you have something in your possession that you don't worship? Right? I have lots of things, nice things, that I don't worship. And they're at the Lord's command. He says, give that away. I'm not married to it. Even if my, my, my soul goes, oh, I really like that. I'm going to give it because I'm going to live unattached to things. That's right. So it's a false choice, right? It's not the Bible that puts that out there. Amen? That, well, the Bible says you can only have one master. That's absolutely right. You can only have one master. But he didn't say you can't possess God in things. He said you can't worship God in things. You can't trust God in things. You can only have one Lord. Amen, Amen. Hallelujah. hallelujah. We need to e- even as God blesses us, and we have money in the bank, and our debts are being reduced and eliminated Amen. and paid off. Amen. Well, bless God. That doesn't change for me. I'm going to continue to live by faith. Right. Amen. Right. I'm going to be. I am, and going to be grateful for all that God has done in my life. But I'm going to keep reaching. Yes. I'm going to keep reaching for more than what my hand has that i can do right because god has more wants to do more for me through me for you through you than you ever thought possible come on and so we just go from faith to faith we go from glory to glory we go from victory to victory we go from little dreams to medium-sized dreams to big dreams to exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think or dream or imagine amen Stretch yourself. Do not let yourself float along depending on your health coverage. Depending on the pharmacy. You know, just learn to train yourself. We are not. I have never preached against medicine, going to the doctor, but I believe in, I believe in divine healing. I believe in divine health. Amen. as you're training yourself, listen, maybe you're just at the place a headache's not going to kill you. Maybe you just don't run to it as fast. Maybe you just run to the Word. And spend some time and just learn. Amen? Or take the, I've done this, take the medicine so that your symptoms are calmed down. So that you're more in a frame, because it's hard. Yeah. Well, right when your body's racked with pain, to focus on the Word sometimes. So get your symptoms calmed down. Right. But then don't just go, okay, I'm going to go back to being carnal. No, right. take that time and feed on the Word. Yeah. Feed your faith. Grow in your faith. You know, it's not you having great health insurance that pleases God. It's faith that pleases God. You know, you you having $100,000 in the bank and no debt, that may have all come from God, but that doesn't please God. Faith pleases God. Hebrews 11, we're in uh, somewhere else, right? Romans 10. But Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, without faith. Right? It's impossible... To please God. That word please means to satisfy God. God's not satisfied with you or I until He sees faith coming out of us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let me give you a couple of quotes here before we read this scripture from Smith Wigglesworth. A man of great faith. He said, those of faith in God are determined that no man shall take their crown. They see the promise. See the thing there and they claim it from God. It is always more than one can carry. It not only helps you, but it, all those who believe the report. A living word, a quickened word, mixed with a living faith, brings forth the evidence. In other words, when the word of God is quickened to you and you mix faith with it, Wigglesworth said, there comes the answer. Amen. Which thought not seen is there. Men of grace have begun to find glory down here below, meaning on the earth. And we can tap into glory. We can experience the glory, the manifested presence and goodness of God in our lives, in our midst, in our ministries. We've begun to do it by what? By using our faith to see the promise of God, the potential of the promise in the Word, and we lay hold of it with a living faith, and it comes into manifestation. We bring heaven into earth. Amen? Yes, the earth is dark, but not where I live. Yet the earth, the earth is reeling with sin and darkness and curse, but not where I live. Not in my house. I'm blessed in my house. There's light in my house. Come on. There's healing in my house. I'm talking about 7330, my street address. Amen. That. Glory to God, there's light there, there's peace there, there's joy there, there's provision there, there's protection there, and every place that the sole of my foot doth tread, whether I'm at Kentucky Amen. Oaks Mall, glory to God, yeah. or at Huck's. Come on. Yeah. Amen. We are light in the midst of darkness. That's right. That's right. But we must learn that victorious Christian living is not passive, and it's not waiting. And it's just not looking to God to see fit to someday when He gets ready, shine the light of His blessing on us. No, we recognize, faith will recognize Jesus already came. He was born a babe. He grew. He lived. He died. He redeemed us. He bled. He sacrificed. He was raised from the dead. And it's been purchased. It's been paid. And now it's up to us to fight a good fight of faith and to lay hold of the blessing of God that he paid a high price for us to have. He already moved. it's our turn. Your life will change. Things will be different for you when you accept this truth. Faith is my part. It's not just all up to God. We have a part to play. What? It, faith is my part. Dr. Dufresne, my spiritual father for 10 years, uh, glory to God. He would often make the statement, I do the, God does the doing and I do the trusting. That's our, that's our deal together. Mm-hmm. Well, who's got the heavy lifting part? God does. Right. It's not my job to make a tumor go away. No. It's not my job to make a pain leave. I can't. I don't have that power. Right. I don't try. Amen. It's not my job. God never asked me to, you know... Other than my part to pay a bill, he's into work. He's not into idleness, right? But he's promised to be a father to me, Amen. and to and to supply my needs. So I, I just I, I want to get good at learning my part. What's my part? Amen. My part is to do the trusting. Yeah. His part is to do the doing, Amen. but he can't do the doing. Whether the doing is protect you, deliver you. Defend you, promote you, heal you, fill you, pr- prosper you. He can't do what He's paid for legally in your life until you do your part. And your part is to bring your faith to the equation. Come on. So this is why we emphasize faith like we do. This is why it's good and right for uh, us as a church to... Put the proper emphasis on faith. Why? Because faith's our part. Your victory is linked to your faith. Your victory is not linked to God's timing. There is timing with God, but not when your healing is now. Remember we read last week, now faith is. Hope is always future. Hope is always looking to some bright day when God sees fit to turn it around. But faith is a taker. Faith is a receiver. Reverend Joel Siegel illustrates in his book, Simple Faith. A wonderful illustration I like. I'll give him credit this one time. Next time it'll be, I heard someone say. And after that it'll be, I always say. That's how we preachers roll. And uh, But he said there is so much linked up and similar to receiving by faith and a football receiver receiving the football. Mm-hmm. Y'all know football, American football? I don't know what's wrong with you if you don't know that. So, Okay, so you think about an offensive receiver. that Him getting the ball and advancing the goal, right, is not a passive thing. No. Number one, he's on the line, and he's, he's got a worked out play, and if he's the guy on this play... Where's the quarterback going to throw it? The quarterback's not going to throw it to where he is. He's going to throw it to where he expects yeah, the receiver to be. Especially in the NFL, they have gotten so skilled. Sometimes the ball is thrown seconds before, and he's like, "Where's he throwing the ball? You're watching. Where's he throwing the ball?" But he knows the receiver at that yard's going to make that cut and be in that spot, and I'm going to throw it, and he ought to be there. And if he's not there, it's not on me; it's on him. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. You know what faith does? The faith that receives makes sure they're in the right place at the right time. Positioned to receive the promise. You being offended, you are out of position. You're going to miss the ball. You being in strife, you're out of position. You're not in position to receive. If there's an air of uh, unforgiveness about you, You're not, you're not in position. You're not in the right place. You're not in the, you're not there. Amen. You're not walking in love. So that's the first thing. That receiver knows I've got a spot on the field and it's my job to get there. Now notice this. Lined up across from him, is it just free? Just free? No. He's got an assigned defender. What's the defender's assignment? Keep the receiver from getting the ball. Well, when you go to working on your faith and to receive healing from God, there's a demon lined up on the other side of you. And when you come off the line, you're going to feel the push. But you've still got to get to the right place at the right time on that field. And so you better be willing to throw the demonic activity aside, the opposition, the temptations to sin and to get mad and to get upset and to get offended and to give up and quit. You better learn the moves to get by the defender. And then he may stay with you the whole route, and the ball's in the air, and you can see it coming. Oh, bless God! There's my healing; it's coming; it's getting closer. And what's that defender going to do? He's going to do everything. It's going to swat, swat at you. Going di- to woo, ah! everything the defender could do to get you to drop the ball. So the receiver's stance cannot just be. Mm-hmm. No, he's fighting. He's positioning. He's got the devil on his back. And when the ball gets there, he takes it. Amen. He lays hold of it. Then notice what he does. He brings it. He secures it. Yeah. When the Word of God comes to you, you need to grab it. Yeah. And you need to secure that Word. And put it on the inside of your spirit. Where the defender, where Satan cannot steal it from you. Mm -hmm. And then once you've got it, once you've received the word, what do you do? You don't lay down. What does that receiver do when he gets the ball? He turns and makes progress. You need to grab hold of the ball of faith. You need to secure it in your spirit. And then you need to turn in the face of all opposition and make progress toward your healing. I got it. Bless God. Thank God. Worship God. Because you've got it by faith. I don't know, I might be a little ahead of myself, but I like that. That's in his book, Reverend Joel Siegel, Simple Faith. You can download it as an ebook. amen? So we want to get good at faith because faith is our part. Faith is our part in this equation. So let's talk this morning. We've spent a couple of service, to, uh, and thank you, honey, for ministering so well on Wednesday night on the subject of faith. You broke the flow on Wednesday night, but that's all right. No, we talked about it. I said, yo, you preach faith on Wednesday night. Faith is an important ingredient to prayer. I'm just messing with her a little bit. Uh, amen. So we've, we've talked not nearly what we could say, but we've talked a little bit about what faith is. Faith is confidence. Faith is childlike trust. Faith is simply believing what God said in the face of all contradictory evidence. You believe what God said above what it looks like, what it feels like, what the checkbook says, what the doctor says. Amen. Amen. God's Word trumps everything. Let God be true, and that tumor is a liar. Let God be true, and that high blood pressure is a liar. Let God be true, and that bill is a lie. (laughs) In other words, that bill might say... I don't have a supply. The Word of God says, I shall supply all your need. What you have in life depends on what word you choose to believe. Amen. So we want to move forward today and talk about how faith comes. Or how to get faith. Now, if you're born again, you need to realize you have faith. You should never come to me. I'm going to save myself some trouble. Never come to me and say, Pastor... Please pray that God will give me some faith. I need some faith. Well, I'm going to say then you need to get saved. Right. Amen. Amen. Because you're not even saved if you don't have faith. Right. Yeah. Amen. But if you do, if you are saved, according to Romans 12, 3, you have faith. You have the God kind of faith. Amen. Yeah. Amen. What you need to do is learn how to uh, develop in your faith. Mm-hmm. And learn how to be skillful with the use of faith. Amen. Amen. Now, another way that you could say I have faith is that because I'm born again, I have the life of God, I have the presence of God on the inside. We could say this, I always, at any moment, have the capacity to believe. I have the capacity to believe God. But listen, you still have to believe God. Amen. And the believing God for specific things and specific moments from Receiving your desires to the crisis moments of life depends on you knowing how to move over into real Bible faith. Amen. 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 And so here in Romans chapter 10, we want to read a few verses and then talk about this for a few minutes. Everyone comfortable? Everyone okay? Yeah. Amen. Praise God. You got a little time? Yeah. All right. Don't forget, we're going to bless my wife for her birthday too. Amen. But uh, Anyway, look at uh, Romans 10 verse 8. Paul says, but what saith it? The word, everyone say the word. The word is nigh thee. On your coffee table and in your car. No, I well, hope it is, but I mean, the word, Paul said, the word is nigh thee, near thee, where? In thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall what? Believe in your heart. Notice it does not say believe in your mind. Believe in your brain. Believe in your head. No, believe in your spirit. The New Testament reference to the heart, the vast majority of the time is talking about your spirit, your inward man. Amen? The real you on the inside. You shall believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. Now look at verse 10. Very important to learning uh, what faith is and how faith works. For with the heart, or you could say with your spirit, man believes, one believes. So listen, it's uh, it's not my message. We'll have to talk about this later, but I'll give it to you now. It's very important. Do not try to believe God with your brain. Your brain does not have the capacity to believe God. Amen. You know when the brain, when the doctors, when your brain hears the doctors say you've got two weeks, your brain does not have the capacity to believe what's written over that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But your spirit, yes. your yes. eternal spirit, the part of you that is godlike, yeah. has the capacity to go, ha 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 ha. <laughs> Did you hear what that guy said? <laughs> For my God shall bless me with long life. He shall satisfy me with long life. And the brain goes tilt. The brain wants to... The best thing you can do with your mind, with your brain when it comes to faith is to train it such so that it fights less. Or that, in the best case, that it agrees with your spirit. But you cannot believe God for money, for protection, for the promises of God, for miracles with your brain. And this is where many people miss it. They leave church and they're going,
1: trying to get some faith out.
0: No, you believe God from here. Here. Not here. Are you with me? What did the Bible say? The Word of God is in two places. In your heart... And in your mouth. And for whatever you believe believing God for. In this case, Paul's talking about salvation. I heard about salvation. I heard about Jesus. And with your spirit, you believe it. And with your mouth, you say it. And when you say it, it is so. When you say it, God makes it good. But not until you believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth. You can't think your way into salvation. You can't think your way through the new birth process. You have to believe it in your heart and you have to say it with your mouth. Now, faith for salvation, everything else you receive from God by faith is going to come the same way. So for healing, what do I do? I'm going to believe in my heart and I'm going to say with my mouth and when I do, God will make it so. When it comes to divine protection, for me, my family, my loved ones, my children... I have, now this is talking about me, for years, I'm not talking about two weeks, for years and years now. Every day of my life, every day of my life, I get up and I quote 1 Peter 1, 1.5. 1 Peter 1, 1.5 says, who are kept, that means guarded, preserved, by the power of God through faith. Amen? Amen? So every day of my life I say, Father, I thank you that today you keep me and Amber, Faith, Rex, and Ryan, and all who sail with me in life and ministry by the power of God. Aren't you glad I say that? I didn't say Jerry Johnson, but is he connected with me in life and ministry? Ooh, glory. Thank you. Amen. But every day of my life, Father, I thank you that we're kept in our spirit. We are kept mentally. We're kept financially. We're kept physically. We are kept in every way by the power of God. Amen. And every day we're kept. Amen. Every day when my children leave my presence, I have peace because I know faith is moving on their behalf. Amen. And it doesn't have to be 1 Peter one five. What about 2 Timothy 4.18? That he, he preserves us out of every evil work, right? He delivers us out of every evil work and preserves us into His heavenly kingdom. Sorry. Amen. He delivers us out of every evil work. That's right. yeah. Getting mugged at the store, that's an evil work. I'm delivered. Amen. He delivers me out of every evil work. Amen. Sickness and disease, according to Roman, uh, Deuteronomy 7.15, that's an evil work. Sickness and disease is evil. I don't care what version of Corona's coming down the pike. I don't care about what they want to talk about next week. I don't care. I'm kept by the power of God. We're kept by the power of God. I'm just going to keep living keep moving, and I can be in the presence, I'm not doing it on purpose, but I can be in the presence of virus and bacteria, and I'm not moved because I'm kept by the power of God. He delivers us out of every evil work. (laughs) But you got to believe. Now see, I have built that confidence. I didn't get there overnight. It's so, so shocking how Christians have behaved and responded to fear. Over the events that have happened the last couple of years. And there's more coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're not gonna get you're not gonna be in a, a faith wonder tomorrow if you're just starting today, but you better start. Yeah. I said you better start. Yeah. How do you get to this place? I was just as shaky and fearful and insecure as any human at one point in my life in the past. You just gotta start saying it. Yeah. That's the way you get it in you. Yeah. But I have Rooted myself in that truth. That bless God. I think I could I could charge a machine gun nest with a hand grenade and I win the whole war by myself. I am kept by the power of God. Amen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Amen. But again, you don't get there overnight. So we're talking to you about how you do get there. How do you get there in any area you want to have victory in? So, Pastor, I, I wish you'd talk about healing. I am. Somebody says over here, Pastor, I wish you'd tell me how to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I am. Pastor, I got a big bill to preach on finance. I am. It all comes by faith. Amen. 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 So he says, now notice verse 10, For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Now, if you wanted to, you could imagine a blank being there. And instead of righteousness, you could put healing. For with the heart man believes unto healing. Or you could say, unto paid bills or supply. For with the heart, man believes unto supply. Any promise from God, faith is going to work this way. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now let's keep reading. For the Scripture says, "...whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed." Talk about salvation. "...for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord uh, over all is rich unto all that call upon him." For whosoever shall call upon the Lord, the name of the Lord shall be what? They shall be saved. Now notice verse 14. How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? How do you know? They can't call on the name of the Lord, Jesus, to be saved if they don't know anything about Jesus. And how are they going to know? Someone is going to have to tell them. Is that right? It goes on in verse fourteen. Says, "How shall they believe in Him whom they have not heard?" You want to know why so many of our precious denominational brothers and sisters die with sickness and disease and suffer and they're poor and all that? Because they don't have the precious privilege of hearing what you get to hear. They're not better than us. We are not better than them. We're not more loved and favored of God than. God's sons and daughters in those settings, That's right. are we? We are loved the same. Yeah. Right. But they cannot, no one can. No one can believe unto healing if they do not hear about it. Amen. No one can believe under divine protection if they don't hear about it. Right. You want to know why so many of our denominational brothers and sisters are not filled with the Holy Ghost? They do not have the precious privilege of getting to hear what God has said about it. Are you with me? Notice what he's saying. Even and up to the salvation of one's eternal soul, they cannot believe unless they hear. We can pray and intercede, right? Until we have calluses on all of our knees that God will save the lost in McCracken County. And God will move with our prayers. But if someone doesn't go and tell, right. That's right. they will never be saved. They cannot have saved because God requires faith. Yeah. And faith comes by hearing. We're working up to it. Faith comes by hearing. They cannot believe unless they hear. Yeah. And this is true in every area you want to talk about. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Notice it goes on and says, and how shall they hear without a... Preacher, I want you to point your finger at yourself and say, that's me. You are a preacher of salvation. You should be a messenger and a carrier of good news to others. Oh, if we could just pray that God would save the lost. He already has saved the lost. Verse 15. And how shall they preach, except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them which bring... The good news, the gospel of peace, and glad tidings of good things. Everyone say, That's me. That's me, that's me at work. Amen. I say, say it, say that's me. that's me. That's me at work. That's me in my town. That's me with my neighbor. Amen. Don't stay quiet. Because they can't believe if they don't hear. Amen. Verse sixteen But they have not all obeyed the gospel, the Bible says. But Isaiah or Esau said, Lord, who hath believed our report So then faith. Come on. So then faith cometh. How does faith come? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? So for us to walk in the fullness of what God offers and has made available, we must bring faith. But faith must come. And faith comes one way. Faith comes one way. Faith comes by hearing. All the other ways are eliminated. The Bible does not articulate any other way to faith. so let's list a few of them that you need to get out of your thinking. Faith don't come by praying. I know that's not good English, but that's good Oklahoma talk, right? Faith don't come by praying for it. Oh Father, 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 uh, God, just help and help my faith. strengthen my faith. give me faith. I just if I had a little more faith. Uh, no, God will not answer. Faith doesn't come by praying. Okay? Faith doesn't come by bawling. Come on. Faith doesn't come by squalling. Faith doesn't come by tears. Come and faith doesn't come because you need it really bad right, right. then. Right. Right. Some people, they... Probably those folks out there, right? They have neglected church. They have ignored their spiritual development. They're the captain of their own life day by day. They're carnal. They're busy. They're distracted. They have kids. They have t-ball and dance and a lot of things to occupy their time. And they come to a moment in life where they need faith really bad right then. And the great Smith Wigglesworth says, If you wait to get faith until you need faith, you're most often going to find that you're too late. Right? It's like my, my wife was so wonderfully talking about on Wednesday night. She can't walk into the gym right now and go bench press 100 pounds. Yeah. But but I need to bench press 100 pounds right now. Sorry. Yeah. You have not developed. Yeah. Right? Amen. Now, if you want to, it's really not in the mind of God, but if in your thinking, you want to think about, uh, you know, Type two diabetes as fifteen pounds, and fourth stage pancreatic cancer as three hundred pounds. Well, bless God. What do you want to be able to carry with your faith?
1: Yeah, come on.
0: You know, it's just like it's just like getting big and fat and sloppy and lazy physically, and then saying, you know what? We are a week away. No, we're two weeks away from the Florida beach vacation, and I want to look good in my swimsuit and go into Brother David or any trainer and say I, 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 wanna, I want all this gone by the time we get to the I, no, sorry. right their only hope is surgery yeah. just cut it off suck it out that's the only that's your only hope some things friends take time they take time they take time, they take time. Amen. Somebody tell me how faith comes. By faith comes by hearing. hearing. Now this is just one scripture. We can't base a whole teaching on one scripture. Go to Galatians with me. That's to the right. A few books of the Bible. Galatians chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse number 2. Galatians 3. We'll read verse 1 and 2. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you, who tricked you, that you should not obey the truth, Before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Received you the Spirit, talking about being filled with the Spirit, by the works of the law or by the the hearing of faith. How did those Galatian Christians get filled with the Holy Ghost? Did they do it through the works of the law? No. How did they do it? By the hearing of faith. By the hearing of faith. By the hearing of faith. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. So, how important is the hearing? That's what I want to close with this morning. How important is Christians, whether or not I'm going to, point at me, whether or not I'm going to be able to run my God ordained race to the end and accomplish everything God's Put a sign to my life. It's going to take faith. Yeah. It's going to take faith just to do it. Because right. God doesn't assign to our lives things we can do without Him. Right. It takes Him to help us. Right. But then, number two, along the way, just like you, life and the enemy is going to throw everything up to and the kitchen sink at me to stop me. Yeah. Yeah. How am I going to repel all that sickness, all those attacks on my reputation? Right on my finances, on my mind, on my emotions, on my body. How am I going to get past it? Only by faith. Only by faith. So for me, I don't know about you, but for me who I'm interested in getting to heaven and hearing the Master say, well done. Are you? you? You don't mistakenly believe sitting there that because you love Jesus and you're sweet that when you get there, He's going to say, well done when you show up because you got there what did he say he said well done thou good and faith a lot of people are going to arrive but they were not good and they were not faithful Right. so he's not going to say well done he's going to say come on in by the way I've assigned you to remedial class Dr. Cody's class you didn't learn it down there so maybe you'll pay attention up here Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've heard of more than one minister who had this experience of going to heaven and they saw Christians who didn't learn it down here in classes up there. We got weird ideas about the afterlife, you know. What's going to happen? Harps and we're going to sit around and be bored. No, no. Or we're just going to instantly know everything we don't know. No, you're going to be you. You're going to take all your knowledge and all your light and all your faith right into heaven with you. And then what he can assign you in the millennium and other places into eternity is going to depend on what you know, and what you don't.
1: That's
0: right. uh, Amen. Amen. Encourage me, Brett. Okay, thank you. Praise God. Amen. I'm looking at the time, and I'm going to go to. Can, come on, you're all right. So let's. Uh, I think we'll close over here in Mark chapter four. Just spend a minute or two over here. So we know faith comes by hearing. Now, I've learned, and I've made mistakes along this line. Don't get me wrong. I have made mistakes. The mistake I'm thinking about is because I've been around the healing message for so long, and I believe it. I do. I do believe it. And I've learned some things about God's will for my life regarding my body and healing, and that it's promised, it's paid for, it's for me. I'm not tripping over Job anymore. I'm not tripping over all the, you know, Paul's thorn and people that, you know, stuff. I've gotten past it all. Now I had to get past it line on line. Letting the Bible answer all my questions. Because I heard it all. Healing's passed away. I heard that. God heals somebody doesn't heal. I heard that too. You know, faith didn't come by hearing doubt and unbelief. But I had to let the Bible answer all my questions about a great many things. And, uh, But anyway, after being in the healing flow for a while... Sickness would come, as it invariably does to all of us, right? Right. We live in this world.
1: That's right.
0: And I would just, in my head, go to faith and go, well, and start speaking to that or believing, and I wouldn't get results. Because I can't live on last year's faith.
1: Right. Right. That's good.
0: Faith doesn't come and stay because I heard about it yesterday. Right. Faith doesn't come and stay because I heard about it yesterday. Amen. Any more than Cheerios does. Cheerios don't come and stay just because you ate them yesterday. Right, that's good. If I want Cheerios and I ate them all, I have to go to the Cheerio place. It's not hard, but I, if I want Cheerios today, I got to go to the Cheerio place. Well, you need faith for today. Amen. You need faith for today. Amen. And the fact that I preached a healing series three years ago in this church doesn't mean you have living faith for healing today. Right. Come on. But that doesn't, leave, that doesn't mean we're in a bad way. Faith comes by yeah. hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So what I have learned, not to trip, not to make this mistake, when symptoms come, I go here. And I take time to feed my spirit on that truth because faith comes by hearing. And it's never not come. No matter what I have faced. Now, I have faced two physical attacks on my body so far this year that I've had to repel off. And faith, I'm not going to take you, I'm trying to close, but in Romans chapter 3, Paul calls faith a law, the law of faith. You know what that means? Faith doesn't work for me because I'm a preacher. Faith doesn't work for me, for prosperity, because I'm an American. Faith for prosperity will work in the jungles of India. The Word is the Word is the Word is the Word. The Word is the Word. That's a song, right? The the Word is the Word. Okay, the Word is the Word. Amen. And it works. Faith works like a law. Like the law of gravity. And so in both of these physical attacks, they came one right after the other. I just went and heard I went and I sought out teaching on healing and I heard it. Because the way into my spirit is through my eyes and my ears. And I'm was never i never disappointed. Faith always comes. Faith comes by hearing. And when faith is sufficiently deposited in my heart, it's like having Cheerios in the cupboard. It is not hard to pour them in a bowl and to pour milk over them and partake of it. Faith is not hard. But it's hard if you're working out of an empty cupboard... You got a lot of Christians in different churches who are praying for healing with no faith for healing in the cupboard. And they don't have faith because they don't hear. And they don't hear because they're in the wrong place. And this is where statements come that Christians trip over. Where you go to church is a matter of life and death. But if you follow and if you followed me throughout the scriptures and you're with me so far, you could see it. If faith for healing comes by hearing, and I go to a church that never hears it, I will never... Paul said, you cannot have faith. How can they have faith if they don't hear? I've had people foolishly leave the church to go to a place, to a church that never preaches it, believes something different. And they've said to themselves, that won't negatively affect me because Pastor Chris taught me better. You cannot live... On yesterday's faith. Come on. Faith comes by hearing today. Yeah. And they've planted themselves in a place that doesn't hear it. Yeah. You cannot have what you don't hear because it comes, if it's going to come through the pipeline of God's grace, you're going to have to have a pipeline of faith. Right. And faith comes by hearing. That's right. How precious is the hearing place. Any attacked influence that comes to your mind, other people, to your thoughts, to influence you away from the local church, from your pastor, from the hearing place, is a demonic strategy. Do not fall for it. Protect the healing. Satan will pay you to leave. He will promote you to leave. He will give you fame. He will give you fortune. He will do anything he can do to keep you away from the place where faith is born in your heart. Amen. Now I'm not saying the only place faith can come is in the church house. Amen. But so much of what is taught, so much of what we know, so m- I would not know, I would not know what I know. I would not have the faith that I have. I'd be sick like everyone else you know, that I know to the same level, to the same degree, if I had not obeyed the Spirit's instruction, I stood up in the balcony of my denominational church one day, and I heard the Word of the Lord say, if you want, all I have for you, you're going to have to let me lead you on from here. In other words, I could not have all God had for me sitting there. Why? Because the people were bad? No. But because they were not preaching what I needed to believe in and I couldn't believe in it without hearing it so he would got to get me over there to a place where I could hear it do you want healing do you want life do you want protection do you want provision do you want blessing do you want life do you want children who love God Uh, not all churches are equal and I'm I'm biased towards this one yes and I'm not the only pastor in this city God is using but I tell you what if they're not preaching the word if they're preaching Hollywood Smoke machines, frilly videos, slick slogans. You need to get yourself out of there. Yeah. Get yourself out of there. Amen. Some preacher gets up, God bless him and said, well, we don't understand why God took this 12-year-old little sister Sally to heaven, but he made it. Another... You need to run. You need to just run. Come on. Come on. Because you're going to have faith in what you hear on a regular basis. Amen. That's why people are so highly developed in their faith in fear and negativity and bad stuff because that's what they listen to. That's how they think. That's what they talk. My life, I'm nothing. I'm nothing without Him. I am nothing apart from Him. But what I have today, the faith I have today, the blessing I walk in today is because I followed God to my assigned hearing place and I didn't let anyone or anything tear me away from that. And it pays off. Every every person's free to choose. Right? So, promise closing here. Uh, Mark 4. Oh, we're going to have to come back. Y'all come back next Sunday. Would you? I have so much more to say. But you know, Jesus told that wonderful parable here in Mark chapter 4 about the sower. Mm -hmm. He soweth the Word. How do you sow the Word? You speak it. But notice the word sown, if you remember the parable, I know you do, didn't produce the same effect in everyone that it was sown into. Some people, they rejected it immediately. Like some some of you, I'm going to guess, you've already left me. You are at the restaurant. You are mowing your grass in your head. You are on your phone. And you wonder why your faith is puny. Because you don't have the attention span to come and listen to a man of God teach you the Word. It'll change your life for 45 minutes or 50 or an hour. Y'all are doing good. Praise God. But for that one person out there. But then notice other people. Jesus said they heard the Word and they got excited about it. But they left and they got busy. And they didn't let they did, they were like the receiver. They grabbed the ball, but they didn't secure the ball. Yeah. And they left the church house and they let it go. Yeah. And then the the heat of circumstances come and there's no faith there. Amen. Then the third type of dirt he describes in Mark chapter four is they readily they heard the word and they received the word and they accept the word, but here we go. You ready? The cares. Of this life? Oh, and there are many, aren't they? My chores, Mm -hmm. my things, my job, my hobbies, my kids, my dad, my mom, my cousin, my brother, my whatever. It says the cares of this life. What does this say? Notice this one. This gets a lot of people the deceitfulness of riches. They're not hearing, they're not handling the word right because they're. Too busy chasing money. And then He finishes off by saying, or the lust of other things. Jesus said, these things enter in, Brianna, and they choke the Word. They choke the Word. And they don't bear fruit. See, the capacity of faith is there when the Word is sown. But not everyone in the church world is treating what they hear the same way. This is what creates the differences. Same word. Different levels of blessing. It's not God's choosing. It's the different responses people are bringing to the word that they heard. Thankfully, Jesus goes on and said, there is a category of Christian who will hear the word and receive it. And they will bear fruit 30 Sixty and a hundredfold. But notice, even them, they don't produce the fruit on the same. There's differences. Amen? Glory to God. We'll read these two verses, comment, and be done. Verse 24, I want you to let your eyes look at verse 24. And He said unto them... Somebody tell me what He said. Take what? Heed to what you hear. Then what did he say? With what measure you meet, it shall be meted back to you again. And unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, meaning understanding, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, meaning understanding, from him shall be taken away what he does have. What is he saying? He's saying, the New Living Translation makes this easier. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. Mm. So you sit there and hear, over and over and over again, miracles passed away. Yeah. Miracles passed away. Miracles are passed away. That's going to get in you if you keep listening to that. That's, right. That's why you need to turn off all that junk you play in your car. Yeah. Right. Turn me on. <laughs> well, turn Brother Hagen on. Come on. Turn on some of the wonderful Christian worship we have out there. But be careful of that. I mean, Caleb, it'll take you right into doubt and unbelief yeah. and sorrow. And oh my gosh, there, they're, oh, where is faith on this station? Yeah. I don't even listen to it. Uh-uh. They talk about hanging on and whatever. Oh. <laughs> I want to listen to my redemption. Yeah. I don't care if it's rap. It, I'll listen to it if it's got my redemption in it. Yeah. But if it's got sin in it, I don't care how cool it sounds. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Man, we're almost done, but it's more on you than it's me. You're going <laughs> to I'm ready to go eat too. Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given. Yeah. Amen. And you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, but to those who are not listening even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is a spiritual principle that few have the proper regard for, and that is this. The level of honor or dishonor you and I show the Word, the spirit world is going to respond to you in kind. If we show disrespect to the Word of God, and we neglect coming to hear, y'all came, praise God. Amen. Or we came and we're sitting here, but we're not listening. We're bored. We're, we we wish he'd be done. Whatever that that way of listening won't produce faith. That's right. The faith that produces hearing does not equal your ears registering sounds. What is your honor? What is your attention? What is your hunger? What is your because I sat there when I was primarily sitting where you're sitting, going. Hey, come on, come on, give it to me. I need it. I sat there with drool, giddy drool for two years in that new church, going, is this right? Oh my God, it's right there in the Bible. Where has this been all my
1: life?
0: And other people no doubt left going, I don't understand why pastor doesn't feed me anymore. Same word. Same preacher. Different approach to the hearing. Yeah, wow. That's Amen? Luke 8.18 in the New Living gives a different spin on it. Mark said, Jesus said, take heed what you hear. But Luke said in his recording, Jesus said, take heed how you hear. Yeah. Not all hearing is equal. And the level of honor and hunger and thirst... And some people, they hear the Word, but they approach the Word with skepticism. Well, your approach to the Word... Now, we shouldn't be naive, but if it's the Word. That's what Philip Davis was reading to us. Deacon Philip. That they received the... In Thessalonica, they received the Word of God as it ought to be received. Not as the Word of man, but as it is in truth. The Word of God. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It's the Word of God. Yes, sir. Whether it's the Holy Ghost speaking to your spirit or the written Word, it's the Word of God. Yes, sir. And when you hear the Word of God, then you if you know it's the Word of God, you ought to welcome that Word, receive that Word, thank God for that Word, hold tight to that Word, believe that Word, embrace that Word, and it will effectually go to work on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. Stand up on your feet today. No, no, no.